Hello and welcome to Into the Aether. It's a low-key video game podcast and my name is Brendan Bigley. I'm Stephen Helger. Uh, Stephen, last night was the 4th of July, or I guess all day yesterday was the 4th of July. It wasn't just relegated to the evening. But uh, I went to go visit my parents because I hadn't seen them in a while. And, uh, you know, we did like classic, I guess, you know, hamburgers, hot dog situation. I cooked the hot dog over like an open flame, which was kind of nice. I've, I've never done that before. It was like a nice experience. Wow. But um, anyway, that evening also involved uh, my neighbors, or I guess my parents' neighbors, uh, sp- yelling at me from the deck of their house about how their teenage daughter won't stop playing Fortnite and how much... <laughs> <laughs> and how much they they hate it, <laughs> and they were like, "You got." They're telling that to you. Yes, to me. Yeah, they were like, "Do you play Fortnite?" Okay. I was like, "No." Like I did at one point. Like I did like <laughs> like two years ago now. I guess at this point. Do I? <laughs> and I did. And I did the Fortnite dance like immediately, like <laughs> in their backyard. Start building. Just steps. blasted yeah. on tiki drinks, doing the Fortnite thing, like in in their backyard. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, you know, it, and it lo- it launched into this whole like classic conversation that was like video games are bad, and I was like, I, I don't know, did you, were your parents mad at you watching TV? It's the same thing, and also like your kid's thirteen, they're gonna do a thing you don't like, <laughs> like that's just no. It's like my thirteen year old was really into algebra and and arriving on time. Those are the two hobbies. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was it was just like a wild conversation but honestly the whole thing just like supercharged my desire <laughs> to play fortnite again <laughs> yeah man which was like so i felt like i was defying them like like they were my parents and i was like oh you don't want me to play fortnite well guess how about get a load of this you know like <laughs> i'm gonna yeah. go get a victory royale as captain america <laughs> <laughs> something is so like distant yet familiar enough with your parents neighbors that if they told me to not do anything i would instantly do yeah it, like I almost think. in front of them like, like download fortnite on your phone <laughs> using their I'm wi-fi downloading it now. <laughs> i know your password's like welcome one i'm gonna log in yeah yeah um so anyway i i immediately got home from my parents house this morning and, and and downloaded the latest update to fortnite and started playing it as captain america uh, yeah i hey i work at marvel anything i say and do does not represent the views of my employer anyway uh they just added captain america like for the fourth of july so uh i was like oh you know what i'll 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 buy the Captain America skin because like, look, I work at Marvel. I enjoy Marvel stuff, obviously. And the idea of playing as Captain America in Fortnite was so funny to me, especially because my second round that I was playing, I got killed by Aquaman, which is like (laughs) that rules. Like there's no better experience than like playing as Captain America. You got the shield and everything. You're like, yeah, this is this is kind of fun. Like I I, I see why Fortnite is still appealing. And then like, you know, Aquaman comes up behind you with a trident and just whacks you (laughs) with it. Uh, so that was fun, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, Fortnite at the moment, great game still, like really great game. I we've we've talked about it, you know, a, a lot on on the show way back when, like early, like first couple episodes, we talked about Fortnite a bunch. Um, and you talked about, I think it was, I think the episode was called Terrence Malick's Fortnite, and it was like your experience oh, yeah. playing Fortnite that was just like <laughs> you loaded into a game immediately, like clipped through the floor, and then I think fell forever. <laughs> was was your experience? Yeah. And I heard like children's laughter in the in the background. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I played for like maybe a half hour on Switch and like 
did not get it. I think it was it wasn't until we played Apex Legends that like I had a like blueprint or a mental blueprint of like what that genre is. So I recently I think uh I think you tweeted something about how there were shark taxis and I was like, okay, I'll check this yeah. out. Why not? Yeah. You gotta say not. Yeah, you can get you, know? a, you can get so. a fishing rod and then hook a shark and then use that to traverse open water. They added the ability yeah, to swim. They yeah. like flooded the map. They added the ability to swim. So you can swim between like it's kind of like an uh archipelago kind of situation. Uh, and you can swim between them. But if you hook a shark, you can use that essentially like a jet ski uh and just kind of like zoom around. It's wild. It's a wild experience. Yeah. My experience playing for the first time again recently was completely opposite to my first time, which was like crushingly real and like the game itself was falling apart. Yeah. This time I won, uh, but then later realized that like when you're brand new, it's like all bots. Yeah. So like I'm like, am I secretly good at this? I'm like, of course not. Yeah. Um, every every match they reduce the amount of bots is kind of like if you're a new player, that's like yeah. a new player experience. They don't tell you that, but that is like widely believed to be sense. what happens. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I, I played for a bit. I definitely, like, knew a little bit more what I was doing. I still don't really, like, get or pursue the building mechanic, which I know is, like, half of it. But, like, that's, like, I still, <laughs> I still don't know the strategy of, like, when do I tear this house apart, basically? Right. Like, I don't know if that's like, ever a viable strategy or not. Yeah. Um, but I played with a couple of friends, uh, my buddy Eric and a few other people, and, like, it was a fun time. I, I'm, I'm so bad at it. Uh, and, like... <laughs> I can, I'm, I'm, I'm still not like sold on it. Like, it's not like my, like, it's, it's, it's less of a, like, I tried this and completely didn't get it. It's more like I tried this and I enjoyed it in passing, but I'm probably not going to like put a lot of time into it. But like, I can totally see why it's so popular, you know? And, and like you said, it's like every, every like teenage generation has a thing. You know, there's always like the, the big game or the big like event that happens that adults are mad at. <laughs> and this yeah, one is totally. Format. And, yeah. and that, that's one of the things I said. I was like, I don't know. If she was a couple years older, it probably would have been Minecraft. Like, right. There, there's always, going to be the thing yeah you know, for us it was always pokemon for me yeah I, I was just about to say for me like for me it was aol instant messenger like actually <laughs> conversing with strangers on the internet when there were no protections in place whatsoever you know like much better to be playing fortnite on your phone with your friends <laughs> yeah you know what's fascinating i'm trying to think of like what the like my parents disapprove of was for me yeah i think they didn't get a chance because i i was into so many things as a kid they're like what's next but they were always like pretty into like like my mom and even my dad like loved pokemon too i mean they at least put up with me waking up at 6 30 to watch the show before school which yeah. in retrospect is probably a good habit to have but anyway yeah, i'm the sure they were just happy you were awake right <laughs> the first time i heard my mom say like he's got to do something else <laughs> was when i was playing oblivion at age 17 <laughs> that was when like the oh you know you know what it was you know what the big like scare was when we were teenagers was world of warcraft that was like the thing that everyone was worried about and, oh like, was it I mean, at least I'm a couple years older, but like, I remember in high school, like there was all this discussion about like people being addicted to it and like, I never really got super into it, but like it was, it was all over the place. And like, truth be told, I knew a lot of people who like played way too much, like to the point where they would not like be with their friends or their significant other because they had to like do a guild fulfillment or something, you know, like that, that is like kind of a dangerous level, I think. But it's like, it's again, it's one of those things where it's so big that you're going to see more extremes than you would if it was a smaller audience mm-hmm. um but yeah there's always a, a game that people are worried about and the, and the conversation about like our video game is bad is like so like 
it was old in the 90s you know yeah, like, yeah, that's exactly like it's so it. yeah. anyone who brings it up is is so out of touch that you know it's not even worth having that conversation yeah it was just it was i think that was kind of the thing it was like during during the the world like the the coronavirus laden world to be complaining that your kid like won't stop playing a video game like over the summer like with their friends when they can't like hang out with their friends i was like floored by it was like would you rather yeah. her just like bother you all the time like is that <laughs> yeah. what you would prefer be, be a good girl and play minesweeper in the dark in yeah. your room on um, airplane mode know. it was just wild but anyway i, I didn't not not to get into that conversation more but like your parents neighbors suck no, I'm <laughs> they're very nice they're nice people i'm sorry if you're listening uh i, I like them a lot they're, they're, they're really great um, i guarantee if they asked you if you play fortnite they're not listening to the show that's that's true because uh, anyway. they would know because they would be they would be longtime listeners first time callers yeah. anyway <laughs> i had a i had a great time playing fortnite this morning which i was like really surprised by I haven't pl- I haven't like played that game like for real for real like you and I jumped yeah. into a match a couple weeks ago like it was on a, lot a whim of fun. Yeah. Um, which was which was a good time it was it was really fun but I I hadn't really played that game like I don't want to say seriously but like I used to play that game a lot like right when it launched on Switch like a mm-hmm. lot of friends and I would like get together and play that uh, and I had a good time then but like it's so different I mean the map is completely different now right like the, none of the places that I used to know are are even present on that map anymore and and they've just added so much mechanically like there are way more challenges to do constantly which is really fun so like there's this really constant sense of progression where like every single match you play you'll check off like 14 or 15 different things which honestly feels nice um the the addition of like swimming and sharks and all that kind of stuff is like really kind of exciting just in general exploring a new place is exciting and and on top of all that i i was running uh this match that i played this morning i was like towards the end i was in the top 10 at one point and i was running through i was playing solos it was, you know, supposed to be just me. And I saw a group of like five people running together and I was very confused. I was like, how is there a squad here? This doesn't make any sense. This almost feels like people are like cheating. And then I realized they added bots to the game now. So like yeah, they're, yeah. they're roaming uh, like groups of what are called marauders that are like CPU enemies that are just, they just have like a bunch of like really good gear. So if you take them out, you know, you get a bunch of good stuff, which is great. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm I like the feeling of constantly being surprised by it. And, and I know that for serious players they get that by like the seasons changing constantly and these new updates coming out all the time but for me to take like six months to a year off from that thing and then come back to it and just see like a whole new world of shit to experience like that's kind of really exciting and that's not a thing that a lot of games are doing right like that's yeah. kind of that's the kind of thing that like really only a Fortnite kind of thing or like a destiny kind of thing can really accomplish um which i think is is kind of exciting it kind of like leads back to our discussion about um desert golfing like kind of lulling you into the sense of false security because you played through a hundred holes of like thinking you know what the game is and then it unveils a new mechanic on you at the last second it it is it is kind of exploring that via updates right is like you ne- you yeah. can never get a sense of security because there's always going to be a new thing that's going to shake it up which like on one hand i could see being infuriating because they get it wrong sometimes right and then they have to like roll back an update or whatever but for the most part i mean it's they've obviously been successful right like they've been successful more than they haven't been and i think that's kind of worth exploring and and, and checking out so i don't know i i got the captain america skin which like you know that's it's maybe the second time i've spent money on that game since i got the battle pass when it first came out on switch because i was like actually playing it enough and i had to get enough v bucks that i had enough left over to get the battle pass again so i just got the battle pass for this season which 
should be an interesting time. Um, yeah. So I'm probably going to play some more Fortnite, which is uh, going to be a weird experience, I think, to go back to yeah. that and just like have another couple weeks of like checking it out and seeing how it feels uh, before I don't pick it up again for another year and a half. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Fortnite is a video game. Uh, I, just wanted, <laughs> I just wanted to bring that up because uh, I'm still like dumbfounded by that conversation I had yesterday. But anyway, you and I want to talk about mobile games, a couple uh, specifically. Don't you want to hear my cool Fortnite takes? Okay. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, no. no. Hit me with your cool Fortnite <laughs> takes. Oh my God. My epitaph. Um, no, I mean, I, I just I agree with you. I, I, I was all I was going to say was that you you mentioned this idea of like taking a significant amount of time away from a game and coming back and being blown away by how fresh it feels. I think that that's like a really it's important to have a game like that, you know, to to have a game that like I think is structured to kind of like compete for your time in in a weird way. But I think what ends up happening for most people is that where you play it a lot and you put it on the back burner for a while, and then you come back to it, and like that return for me is always really interesting, and and I think if a game can can retain your interests like yeah it's it just sounds redundant of like oh cool it's like keeping things fresh but i i just think there's value in that return you know because think like the games are structured around like keeping you playing as much as possible which is kind of scary but i think like (laughs) right yeah you know there's there's just like something nice about that return yeah you and i had that whole episode about minecraft right like that that wasn't supposed to be the entire episode was us talking about (laughs) minecraft but that is ended up that's what it ended up being right is like checked out minecraft again was like oh shit there's so much that's changed here over the 10 years since i had last played it or however long it had been um and and i imagine fortnite is kind of the same situation where like you could revisit that every year and have like a completely new and and kind of like profound experience playing it uh, yeah which is I think that's something that the both games share i mean there's obviously the crafting component but like there's also the sense of an organic world that everyone is kind of experiencing and yeah. i think with fortnite it's even more it's more uh centered around that idea of like everyone is learning the map together which yeah. i think is also kind of what levels the playing field a little bit you know at least in the beginning and in terms of the like everyone experiencing it that is also very much a thing that they're leaning into more like um we just did an episode about this on the new show that we're trying to launch on the network but like they they created this new mode that's called party royale which is you land on like a specifically catered map to like hosting events where like a hundred people can land on this island that doesn't have a ring that closes in you can't get a gun and like kill somebody else you just kind of hang out there um and they have different kinds of events there and they they just had like a black lives matter talk yesterday with like a bunch of uh, like great people uh just kind of doing like a live conversation about the movement which was amazing they just like yeah. hosted that in Fortnite. um chris nolan for some reason has been showing his movies in Fortnite recently <laughs> yeah. uh so like a couple weeks ago you could go watch inception and and they'll have like uh you know musical artists like show up and 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 do shows in Fortnite every once in a while i don't know it's 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 really interesting it's a really interesting thing and and i think they're they're taking that aspect of it that idea that everybody is experiencing this thing all at once and and kind of leaning as hard into it as they possibly can and like turning it into an actual place to hang out in a world where that's not really possible safely, you know? Totally. Which, yeah. I mean, I think I think it also great. kind of pushes the boundaries of like what multiplayer can be defined as. 
you know because yeah. i think like you said i mean I, i've seen a lot of bands i follow like are doing shows like in animal crossing or in uh yeah. minecraft and like a lot of these bands too have like never really like at least from my perspective like they may not have like always been like in the in the game world or like at least vocal about it right or you know maybe combining that with their music but i think that is a really cool thing where it's okay if everyone right now is playing animal crossing uh why not explore what that connection can be um, yeah. not like take advantage of it in like a like marketing way but like uh you know like right i'm not saying like oh fill it with ads but like you know <laughs> like changing the definitions of like what does it mean when we're playing the same game together can we just sort of experience something together rather than competing or, or whatever i think it's kind of interesting yeah it's great yeah yes let's talk about daddish uh, th- this game, this game was, um, just like, Hey neighbor, do you play daddish? Yeah, I'm you, sick of it. Can you imagine? My daughter won't stop playing daddish. <laughs> My daughter won't stop playing daddish and it's all your fault. Yeah. Uh, Zeno in our discord, uh, posted this. Uh, if you want to join the discord, you can go to the worst garbage online. There's a link there. But anyway, Zeno, uh, in the discord posted this game called daddish, which I had never heard of before or had seen before. It's for iOS, maybe for Android. I'm not really sure, but definitely for iOS. Uh, and I downloaded it immediately before we recorded our last episode uh, and, and played through the first like five to ten levels and immediately fell in love with it and, and made you download it and you downloaded it as well. And you've been playing it. I just finished it yesterday because I wanted to oh, see wow. what the end of it was like by the time you get there. What do you what do you think of Daddish? What's your what's your feeling? Actually, do you want to explain what Daddish is real quick? <laughs> yeah, sure. Maybe. Maybe that'd be worthwhile. Daddish is like a very... Uh, I want to say like Mario 3 inspired platformer um, where it's like you play as a radish who happens to be a dad and the game begins with all your kids running away. So the the plot, if you will, is just you at every level finding one of your kids. Uh, yeah. And and the presentation is like really charming. It's like a very uh, purposely retro kind of vibe. Again, it reminds me a lot of Mario 3 for whatever reason. Like even the load in like tune is very similar. Yeah, I, I get a big um, a big like Kirby's Dreamland vibe from it. Yeah, similar to that as well. Yeah, uh, especially with the creature design, because all the enemies for some reason are like fast food. Yeah, uh, which I guess makes sense. Yeah, you get you get a lot. I mean, it really is wearing a lot of its inspirations on its sleeve, you know, which I yeah. think is fun. But I think what what makes it not because I think, you know, the 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 market for like purposely retro platformers is like pretty like there's a lot of them. Uh, what, yeah. what keeps this one fresh is like for a mobile game, it, it really uses the on-screen controls very well. Uh, I still every now and then like because I'm not used to it, I'll like rest my thumb and go left by accident. Yeah, but, like right. the left to right and the jump uh, on the you know tap the bottom right of the screen, the jump and you there's a control stick on the bottom left. It works really well, and the platforming is like really really well done. It's uh, really tight. A lot of re- it, feel, yeah. it feels way tighter than you would expect. I, I find with a lot of mobile games that have on screen controls, they'll like I, I think like Call of Duty Mobile is maybe the best example where like you you look at that screen and there's like 15 different buttons on screens. Like how am I ever gonna know what I'm doing at any given <laughs> time the fact that dadish right. is just left right and jump it's like this is perfect this is all you need yeah and you can double jump it's great yeah and and there's a lot of like it gets pretty clever like there there are a lot of parts uh i'm on like the third world i think and it Iceland? does a good job of like yeah it does yeah. a good job of introducing mechanics and then like putting them all together later on mm-hmm. so like yeah big mario vibes uh, yeah. yeah yeah and there's also like hidden things you can collect in addition to finding your kids and i think what keeps me going uh outside of just the game being 
really fun to play, which, you know, goes without saying, is that whenever you find one of your kids, it's it, it has like a little scene, like a like three to five line dialogue scene that is always funny. Yeah. Like every yeah. like it should not be funny for that long. Like you should be like, <laughs> OK, I get it. But like, yeah. It's like always good. Like you know, the first you told me this, and this is kind of what sold me on the game. The first one you find uh, is like basically like you find them right away, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm like your laziest kid. I didn't go too far, or something like that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't want to like recite the dogs. I don't think it's it'll hit as hard out of context, but like it's a really funny game, and I think like it almost becomes like the unconscious incentive of the levels just to see what scene will play out when you beat it. Yeah, in a weird way. I think you know? I think one of the best. One of the best examples of like how this game is kind of uh, subverting, I, I guess, like the tropes of this of this kind of game a little bit with with its dialogue is uh, every time you find a boss, it'll always be like, you know, here's this big, like scary boss. And then dad is just like, hey, have you seen my kids around here? And they're like, prepare to die. It's like, oh, I actually don't I actually don't want to fight. I'm not here to fight anyone. I'm just looking for my kids. And they're like, I will crush you beneath the yeah. weight of my French fries. It's like, OK, it's really bizarre. Uh, but that happens over and over and over again. It's always good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's like there's like 60 levels, I think, total, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Uh, OK. And the last ones, like the last world gets really tough, like, yeah. like tough enough where I had to like put the game down and just be like, OK, I, I need to stop attempting this for today. I think I have to come back to this <laughs> tomorrow because it's like what well, that's the kind of my problem with platforming games is I get like so drilled down in needing to beat them this this happened to me like many summers ago uh shout out to my friend chris who like was was my i, I guess uh my rock during this but i for some reason convinced myself that i needed to beat super mario brothers 2 like the original like the lost levels um, <laughs> oh wow yeah which is like just crushingly difficult and like that's yeah. the whole point of that game is they were like what if we just made a, another super mario game that was way harder than the first one uh, and then they didn't release it in the United States, uh, famously, but uh, and gave us what was it, Doki Doki Panic, that was like kind of reskinned as a Mario game instead. Yeah. Uh, um, but anyway, I, I I found one summer that I was just like, I'm just gonna beat this game. It's really difficult, and I I need to prove to myself that I can do it. And like ever since then, every time I find a platforming game like this, I just like need to beat it. And uh, that is sure how I felt about Daddish, which I think, if anything, like really just goes to show how how strong of a game it is, right? Like from a from a control perspective and from a art perspective um, and from a challenge perspective, like it really kind of nails everything. And on top of all that, it's free, which is wild. Um, yeah. You can pay money to get rid of the ads because there are ads that'll show up if you die enough times or in between some of the levels and worlds and stuff. Um, and I think it's like two or three dollars to get rid of the ads, which I did pretty much immediately just because I, I like loved the thing so much so quickly that I was like, I'm going to give you money. Uh, it's worth noting the developer is named Thomas Young. They released a bunch of games, like a bunch. And it, what's interesting is that three of them are all kind of variants of themselves. And then one of them is Daddish. So there's there's this like <laughs> trilogy of games called Faust. And then Super Faust and then Super Faust 2, uh, which I have now played all of just because I was really curious. Faust, the original, feels a lot like feels a lot like Downwell in a way, um, it, just in terms of art. And uh, essentially, you just press on the left side of the screen to make this this bird, who is the Faust, uh, jump to the left. And then you press the right side of the screen to make the Faust jump to the right. And then you just kind of like have to, I don't know, uh, slam into enemies as they're flying around and avoid uh, their bullets when they try and shoot you and like avoid uh, obstacles that are on, in the level and things like that. Uh, it's a really fun, like simple game uh, that I was really impressed by. And then I checked out Super Faust, which is kind of that same idea. But now there are like worlds kind of like data. 
ish in a way. Uh, and then Super Faust 2, which like turns it into like a roguelike situation where you kind of like could do runs and make your way through it. Uh, and you can unlock other characters like Daddish, for example. But I don't know, just this like this quartet of games. Uh, I was really impressed by like all at once. I think they're all really yeah. great, and I, I would definitely recommend checking them all out. Again, they're all free, so if you have uh, an iOS device, like definitely at least check one of them out, if not all of them. I, I would I would personally recommend checking out Daddish because it's great. Uh, Faust because I think like stripping that idea down to its barest form, I think is really interesting and and is is really fun and just kind of is a great proof of concept of like that style of on screen controls, and I think it works really well. And then Super Faust too, which is like a thing you can kind of play forever. But yeah, all of those are great. I, I can't recommend them highly enough. That's uh, awesome. a fun a fun little discovery. Uh, thank you, Zeno, in the Discord for posting Dadish. Yes, even if, thank you. Just like as a goof or just in passing, um, because <laughs> I, I sure did spend a lot of time this week playing Dadish to finish it. Can I talk about one more mobile game before we move on to like a break or something? No, I want to talk more about Fortnite. <laughs> okay. Of course. Well, uh, my favorite thing about Fortnite currently is that uh, <laughs> if you want to unlock Aquaman, there are different challenges you have to complete every day, and they involve doing sea-related things. So like going to a specific part of the map and then unleashing a whirlpool here or using your fishing rod on a shark in this part. Uh, uh-huh. You know, it's all about taming the ocean. And, and when all is said and done, you get to play as Aquaman. That's awesome. I think I did get the battle pass and I have like some kind of scuba outfit. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's about as nautical as I'm at currently. I want to talk about a game very quickly that I hadn't heard of before um, that, that ended up winning the Apple Design Award or one of the Apple Design Awards. Um, you know, there, there are a bunch of them. They, they give them out for a bunch of reasons. You know, here's best free game, best Apple Arcade game, which I think ended up being Sinar Wild Hearts. Or it was like best like overall design or something with Sinar yeah. Wild Hearts, which, you know, well deserved. One of my favorite games ever. But there's another game that uh, I don't remember which design award specifically it won, but uh, I was really floored by it just visually immediately. It's called Song of Blue which is a game i would i would say more than anything else this is like an experimental ios game it like it does the thing uh-huh. that you and i talk about a lot and talked about with florence and and uh what what was the game that you just played that was really great uh if found if found like it yeah it feels like it's coming from that place but is doing something different where it is a game that can only exist on mobile it can only exist on like a touchscreen handheld device um yeah. and and explores that in so many ways so essentially it, it opens up and there's like there's this kind of voiceover that uh that that's like okay and and here we are again uh i see these symbols i can't interpret what they mean um and just kind of goes into this almost like existential dread and kind of like nihilistic view of of the world and and how um people are communicating in ways that you can't like truly grasp or understand i guess because like the the narrator the protagonist is kind of like trapped in whatever uh you know kind of negative headspace that they're in uh but slowly but surely you'll start to see like signs here and there that will tell you how to interact with these symbols that start to arrive so like when you first start the game this cutscene that goes through it'll show you a bunch of symbols and then you tap on it and then it'll show you more symbols and you tap on it, it'll show you more symbols and it'll tap on it you show more show you more symbols and and one of the symbols gives you a clue as to how to interact with another symbol there's one further down that shows you like okay anytime you see a pyramid circle the point like the top of the pyramid um, and something might happen. So if you go through that cutscene again, and then the, the 
narrator goes, and again, I see the signs and I don't under, you know, and like just kind of does the same cutscene over and over and over again. Uh, at one point, there's a pyramid and you circle that and it'll bring you into a completely new graphical style. It'll be a completely new thing. Um, for example, there's there's one point that I made it to that was uh, it was like a text message thread. Like it opens up what looks exactly like iMessage on your iPhone uh, and uh-huh. you start getting messages from somebody and and they're in a language that like doesn't exist essentially and you just have to kind of like sit there and like try and respond to them and see if you can figure out what to do and if you, I don't know, if you do a certain thing so like for example, I, I literally opened up the camera, I took a picture of myself waving and I sent it back and then it, and then <laughs> it sent me a picture that allowed me to progress when I tapped on it. Um, but eventually you'll find out later by going down a different branch of like interacting with some symbols, uh, you'll find out later that like, oh, if you had actually tapped on like the profile icon of the person who was messaging you way back when, you would get a clue as to how to interact with that opening cutscene again. So you're constantly looping back onto yourself and 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 experiencing new kind of methods of interacting with your phone and like puzzle solving via just like trying things out. It is it is so non-linear as to like almost be like imparsable and i and that's very much the point of it which i think is really yeah. interesting so like for example the 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 profile icon of that person who is sending you an iMessage uh if you tap on it it's a, it's a picture of them kind of squeezing a kernel of like unpopped popcorn uh and if you have already been playing the game for a while you might have already seen a screen that is covered with kernels of popcorn that looks like an ad for like like a korean bag of unpopped popcorn kernels like it, and it's playing this like really like sick like trap house music when you when you uh when you load it up and if you had just been like swiping across it it would have popped all the kernels and you would move on to the next bit but because you saw that picture of them kind of like squeezing it it kind of gives you this clue like what if i was to zoom in or zoom out like actually like pinch to zoom on this uh and it'll take you to another thing which is kind of like asteroids but you have to press the volume buttons on the side of your phone to control going left or right while playing asteroids there's another one that i had to plug my phone in and i had to be charging my phone uh, to be able to progress through a certain point, they'll ask for like notification, like allowing to send you notifications. Like you'll have to use the camera and the microphone. Like there are a lot of really, really out of the box ways of, of needing to like mess with your phone to be able to make it through this game. And and uh, on the surface, it, it says that it's a game about everything, which I think is like it's interesting. It's kind of an overall philosophy that's trying to explore, which I think like to me at first read a little bit as like phones are bad and human connection is better. Uh, which I was like, I don't want any part of that, really. But I think just in playing it more, I know this is not the intent because I'm sure they weren't developing this with this in mind, but it started to feel a little bit like uh, the lack of like person to person communication during COVID and 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 kind of you can read it, I think, in a way where this protagonist or the person who is narrating the game is kind of speaking for everyone who is like kind of just trapped at home and like really is craving to like hang out with their friends and just like give them a hug or something, you know, Um, which which I think is like even if unintentional a really powerful message to kind of be conveying through just through just exploring pretty much everything possible right i mean it's 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 a really it's a really spectacular game that i would highly recommend checking out uh if you have the time or the energy uh definitely wear headphones when you play because some of it like really does involve uh listening um especially like if you have good headphones you can like it has a good sound table so you can hear like left or right headphone or like left or right speaker like some things involve like only listening to the left side of 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 the the audio uh to progress i don't know it's really experimental it's hard to describe and i wanted to try describing it just to like bring more attention to it because i I think it's a cool thing and like it's definitely worth checking out i would say the whole thing takes like an hour ish or less um if you don't know 
what you're doing. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's a really cool thing. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, Song of Bloom uh, won an Apple Design Award. Had never heard of it. I I haven't even found a lot of discussion about it on the internet, which I was kind of surprised by. So like, <laughs> it might have been a dream. I'm wondering. It feels like a dream. It really does <laughs> it feel like a, like a dream to play it. It's yeah. really it's really cool. Um, I mean, that's I, I think yeah. what you brought up that's really interesting is the sort of unintended or potentially unintended like uh, message you got from the game. Sounds like the game is about isolation overall. Yeah, and I think that that's much. such a that's such a general idea that I think it's they they maybe purposely kept it open so that you can apply it to any situation you're in. Yeah, there's so many reasons why someone could be isolated, whether willingly or not, and I think that that's like really powerful if like you can be like, okay, this is uh, hitting really close to home currently because of a societal thing happening uh whereas you know other points in your life it could mean something differently and that 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 i think is really interesting that it has that like both the game uh, itself in a material way is changing and the read of the game itself could also change depending on when you play it yeah which is cool absolutely um yeah it's so purposely ambiguous i think that that uh it kind of lends itself to be interpreted however you want but yeah song of bloom uh it's by uh philip stolenmeyer uh who apparently has made a bunch of games um None of which I've played, but this is definitely my favorite of his so far. Um, my favorite of his works, none I will, of which I've experienced. I, w- I will say, th- this is, look, this is such an edge case, like, my fault, and I know it, situation. Um, but I I'm an, I am every summer an idiot, because uh, Apple will get on stage and they'll say, here's the new version of iOS. It's coming out in September. Like, as with every version of iOS, it always comes out with the new phone in September, whenever that happens. But if you're a developer, you can download the the developer beta of this thing and try it right now. So they just did that with iOS 14. And uh, you're never supposed to install the developer beta on your, on your like, main device. And I always do it every year. And it always breaks something in a really horrible way. Uh, sometimes even bricking your phone entirely. You have to wipe the whole thing and start from scratch. I do it every year. I don't know why. I just I, I like having the new thing. And as soon as they announced iOS 14, I went and I downloaded the new thing, uh, which is great. It did break my Twitter DMs, so I can't read my Twitter DMs on my phone. I have to do it on my computer right now, which is a bummer. But anyway, uh, there are some things in this game that don't work because I'm on the beta. And I know that I know that like they're actually broken because I'm on the beta of, of iOS right now, which is kind of a bummer. So I haven't finished it, which uh, which is very unfortunate because I really want to finish it. Um, yeah. But anyway, if you have the iOS 14 developer beta installed <laughs> on your iPhone right now, uh, it's not going to work. You won't be able to get past the asteroids bit where you have to use the volume buttons to progress. I'm so sorry. Only the only the volume up button will work the volume down button will not let you go to the left side of the screen i'm sorry hey is this thing on aren't you sick of every time sunner rolls around you you gotta you gotta deal with this crap (laughs) the developer beta on your new iphone am Uh, i right or am i right i every every year i tweet out you shouldn't do this but i did it like every year (laughs) it's always like oh i installed the developer beta and uh you shouldn't you shouldn't do that i did it so you don't have to um, you, you have mementos scribbles all over you like don't do it this summer <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of what my annual mistake is <laughs> I'll, I'll give it some thought and I'll get back to you okay cool do you want to take a break yeah. while you think about it yeah give me some time to reflect and okay. I'll tell you what my annual mistake is <laughs> alright talk to you soon okay goodbye and we are back Steven uh, just quick like 
cap on all of this, I guess, or all of the previous stuff that has happened over the past couple of weeks. Um, as soon as we were done playing The Last of Us Part Two, I just feel like like the the gates of heaven opened up the the wide pearly gates, and I've just been like playing everything now. Like I thought that yeah. I wasn't gonna be able to play anything else, but it turns out that I'm playing everything, which has been like a really wonderful feeling. Uh, we were just talking about how I, I've been playing a ton of Dragon Quest Eleven S Definitive Edition for the Nintendo Switch uh, recently, which is is a <laughs> fucking dream. Um, I mean, I feel like a different person when I play that game. It is. Uh, it's incredible. I'm so happy. Yeah, it's an incredible thing. Uh, Fortnite, for some reason, was the other thing that I've been playing. Uh, <laughs> and the other uh-huh. thing that I've been playing is something that you and I want to talk about a lot, which brings us to our uh, our favorite segment, Living a Little. Living a Little. Living a Little. Here we are. I'm sick. I'm sick. My vocal cords are not great. I thought so that was good. That was a good me. like harmony. It was. I appreciate it. It was nice. We did discuss earlier that it's just reading rainbow, but you know, yeah. why, <laughs> why fight what's working? No one's noticed yet. Lavar, we're huge fans. Please don't sue us. <laughs> Please. This is, this comes uh, from a place of love. I promise. It does. It does. And on living a little, we we basically just talk about what's been going on in Animal Crossing: New Horizons for the Nintendo Switch. And you, uh, I've been playing like a, at a pretty consistent rate for the last like month, I guess. Um, but you took a, a significant amount of time off, and you've only recently returned. Yeah, so I how took, has that been? I took an entire month off. Uh, I didn't play through all of June, which is kind of wild. The last time I played was, uh, I guess, some point in May. I think it might have been my birthday. Actually, I got I got uh, oh, wow. my new my newest villager, Ted, who is pretty much just Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. If I'm being totally honest with myself, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's just. He's just a big teddy bear. He lives he lives in the woods. I put him like in a I put him in like a log cabin like way out back. He's the only person who's like not connected to the rest of the town. It's a great time. Ted's great. Big fan of Ted. Immediate yeah. fan of Ted. He visited my tent uh, and I was immediately like, yeah, this guy's moving to the island. Uh, but then I then I kind of held off for a while because I was just waiting. It felt like it had been a while since they had added anything new by way of content. And the thing that you and I have been talking about a lot since like way even before the game came out is this idea that, you know, this team worked on Splatoon was so good about constantly updating that game it felt like a lived in place where like things were constantly changing and to take those learnings and apply them to Animal Crossing was like almost the dream that was like kind of like the perfect way to do this game um, you know much to the dismay of a lot of people who wanted to time travel as far in the future as possible and like unlock everything but personally I've been really enjoying these like kind of slight content drops that have been happening and that leads us to the summer update that just came out yeah beginning of July which I, I guess like other than maybe when they added uh, the art exhibit to the museum and, and read the Fox showing yeah. up, it's been like the biggest like content update because everything else has been kind of a seasonal event that has ranged from like really fun bug off stuff to like the nightmare that was Bunny Day. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I think that this. So for those who don't know what they added was a mechanic that was in New Leaf um, where you can swim in the water and dive underneath to collect things. I didn't do much of this in New Leaf, but it was something that you gravitated towards quite a bit, right? Yeah, I liked it a lot. It was, yeah, I mean, it just yeah. it was just another thing to do. My thing with New Leaf was that summer was always the best time. Like summer was easily the best time to be playing New Leaf because you got all the Beatles, which came out and would get you like a ridiculous amount of money, which was great if you wanted to like I don't know, pretty much do anything in New Leaf. And then also sharks would show up, which was same reason essentially. Uh, which is why the Tortimer Island was always so great. Like the the ability 
ability to at any time of the year just like go visit an island that was in the middle of summer just meant that you could always get beetles and sharks and stuff but part of that also included like being able to go diving around in the summer and, and checking out sea creatures and stuff like that i don't know it was a cool it was a cool addition in new leaf that i really appreciated and i was kind of surprised that it wasn't in this game because it felt so much like oh you're moving to your own private island and inhabiting it it was weird that that wasn't part of it but of course you're just gonna hold on to it until the summer when people can actually do it like that makes sense yeah so what you can do is you can uh there are like i, I was i was really curious to see like what are, what are the boundaries in which i can swim can i just swim to a friend's island <laughs> like for hours <laughs> but you go far enough and there's like kind of you know like a net that sort of borders the island same with the nook miles islands um I tried everything, but uh, <laughs> as you're swimming around, you'll see like bubbles coming out from the water. And if you dive, you can collect uh, a sea creature. I lost it because because you have on your Nook phone a uh, critterpedia. It keeps track of all the bugs you've caught and the fish you've caught. Yeah. And then they added a whole new category for sea creatures. There's like 40 too. Like it's, there's not, uh, I think there's like 80 fish and 80 bugs currently, but now there are 40 sea creatures to collect. And I saw the term sea creature and I was like, holy shit, what does that mean? Uh, and of course it's like starfish and like barnacles. I thought you it was going to be like Ochnus monster, Kraken, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't even make sense. Cause it's like, how could you just dive and catch that? Yeah. But, um, it's still great. really cool. And, and, it, and you can tell that they, we're planning you on this for Kefep, a while. You found the immortal. <laughs> Hello, I'm Prince of the Merfolk. Please help <laughs> me find my other brothers. <clears throat> Ew, can you imagine there's just like a like, Abe sapien human in your museum, <laughs> like floating around eating the eggs? Sea grapes. Sea grapes is my first catch. Yeah, so, but I, I love it. I, I think it complements the uh, aquarium really well. Um, you could tell that they probably had this planned because, like, you know, because uh, I was like, well, it, it, it would feel really weird if the museum just had a fourth hallway just for coral, <laughs> but not in the aquarium. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I think it's in the, uh, like, the first area of the aquarium is is rivers and ponds. And then if you go right, it's, like, the ocean and, and like, the deep sea. But if you go up, it's 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 like smaller fish from the ocean and that's where most so far that's where most of the sea creatures have been so like adds coral and seaweed and barnacles to it it's really like i love that stuff like that's one of my favorite like mission objectives in animal crossing is to fill the museum museum. and this opens the door of like at any time they can just be like we added 40 new fish you know like the the idea of like completing the museum is is uh is more and more i don't want to say like impossible but like it it, it's never like gonna be like a a done forever thing it's a it's a it's a nice goalpost that can move at any point and and that doesn't that could be construed as a negative but i i I only see it as a positive. It's a, if it's a free update that's adding, you know, yeah. 40 more things, like that's pretty exciting. I, I think to your point, the, the idea that, uh, this has been planned for a long time, right? When you walk into that, like, smaller sea creatures area, there's a kind of, like, circle on the ground that, that is clearly some kind of tank that was always empty. And, and I've never, ever seen it filled. And I was so curious why that was there because it so looked like water. It looked like a tank. It didn't look like just a light that they had placed in the floor. And one of the first things I caught was the moon jellyfish. And when you get one, it fills that area with yeah. moon jellyfish that you get to, like, walk on top of, which is sick. It's so good. Yeah. I, th- this is this is an amazing thing. This is, like, you know, adding Red the Fox and, and the art exhibit was, like, oh, man, they really are, like, planning to add some 
pretty interesting stuff to this game. But this, to me, like adding an entire new mechanic in this way, uh, adding like a new page in the Critterpedia, adding uh, all of these sea creatures to the sea exhibits in the museum and stuff like it feels to me like this is starting to kind of grow even past what New Leaf was doing. And like I'm and we talked about this during the Red the Fox update, but like I'm starting to get the hint or at least the sense that eventually they're going to start introducing entirely new things. Right. Like there, there are going to be mechanics that are introduced via updates like this that are not just we're bringing stuff from New Leaf back, but like are like fully new meaningful things which is like really rad uh this in particular like this update honestly summer i i think is like probably my favorite time to be playing animal crossing it's my least favorite season in real life which uh-huh. uh whatever i don't know maybe that's a hot take ah hot take anyway uh <laughs> it's my least favorite season in real life but absolutely the best time to be playing animal crossing um and for some reason this ability to like just at any point dive off of a cliff and into the ocean and like just start picking up sea creatures um like my my sense of uh duty and purpose in terms of like fishing and bug catching has been renewed uh even just the conversations with villagers about how great the summertime is has really just like re-enveloped me in this thing that i was already starting to kind of pull away from a little bit and i think that's kind of the most meaningful part of them introducing this stuff you know one month at a time or two months at a time is like I can be fully out of this thing and have not played it for a month and then be fully back in and playing it every day as soon as I wake up again, you know, which is really exciting. And we already know they're adding a second summer update in the beginning of August. Uh, I think it's like the first day of August they're going to introduce. I mean, they haven't said it yet, but it, it's heavily implied through the art that they're going to introduce firework festivals, which are going to happen every Sunday in August, which is like amazing. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. It's so exciting. And that's also a thing that was a new leaf, but like I missed it and I'm glad that I can have it back. I don't know. It's just I'm I'm so happy that this is like exactly the path that they've decided to go down because it, it is like so what you and I both wanted when we were talking about like our hopes and dreams for this game. Um, yeah, yeah, and totally. it is like not only living up to those expectations, but far surpassing them. I, I agree. And it goes back to what we were saying earlier with with Fortnite oddly is like kind of taking some time away and coming back and seeing like this the world itself is like a ever changing organism. Yeah. I think this game in particular is is so one small change can change the entire dynamic of the game. Like uh, we t- when we talked about our, our early impressions with the game, just like let's say someone uh, told us before the game came out that in this game you can put furniture outside. Like just saying that means nothing to me. Like, yeah. I would be like, OK, cool. Right. But like. Just that change has has completely evolved the the creative fabric of the game. Like the the amount you can do, even even excluding terraforming, which is obviously a whole other thing. But like, just the simple addition of now furniture can be outside means that you have like a creative liberty over the island that you didn't have before. Right. And I think also you know adding adding these things over time, and it it also like the the slow roll of them just keeps the game feeling alive in a way that like if you were to time travel to the end and have it all right away it'd be overwhelming like can you imagine this game if you had all the up like if it was egg day and diving like it'd be chaos <laughs> it'd be too much yeah and i think like uh i, I totally get that there's some 
some features that like people are like missing. And 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 this really drills the point that New Leaf was a different game. Like you know the the uh, New Horizons has been out long enough that like you're almost playing them for weirdly different reasons. Because New Horizons was like you had the you had control over your your town because you were the mayor, but like all the services were set and and you played that game like a little like you really couldn't not play that game a little bit at a time. Yeah. Like there just truly wasn't enough to invest in to play it for any longer than a certain amount at a certain point in time. Yeah. I agree. Whereas in New yeah. Horizons you at any point you could be like, I'm gonna change this whole thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. You can find a you can find a creative project and just and change everything. Yeah. Um totally I, I personally uh my island is now five stars. I don't know if I brought that up on the show, but I got to that like a few weeks ago. I just like got hit by this creative bug to make a, uh, you visited recently we because we, we hadn't seen each other's islands in a while. And I made like a kind of residential area on both coasts and I finished my art boardwalk arcade, which I love. And then the two new additions are a bookstore in the woods called Backlog Books, which I am a huge fan of. And uh, the Midnight Hop. It's a bar that you have to hop across the river to get to. You like that a lot. Yeah, it's, ama- yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a fr- <laughs> it's you. a frog themed tiki bar that you have to hop to get to. I mean, it's great. It, everything about it is good. <laughs> Steven made signs for these places, also like signs and logos. It's it's great. Yeah, I I one of my like dream projects in that game has been to build a tiki bar in the basement of my house. Um, yes, and I just am waiting to have at least unlocked all of the furniture or have accumulated all the furniture I need uh, to feel good about that before I buy the basement upgrade for my house but yeah i'm uh, yeah your island is is great and and running around it has only made me feel like i need to do some more stuff to mine that said my i i i'm a big fan of my island at the moment i i am too leaving it for a month so the last thing i did before i split was i planted some weeds on the beach which i love that which i, I love that so much yeah i didn't know that was a thing you could do and then uh my, my partner had done it and i was checking out her island and i was like oh that's that's a cool idea so i, I planted like a couple here and there just because i thought it looked cool and then when i came back to to the game a month later obviously the beaches were like totally overgrown with weeds and my first instinct was like oh man now i gotta pull this up like i, I gotta leave like just a little amount but then the more i looked at it the more i kind of loved it i yeah nature is pretty in this game yeah they're really nice nature has reclaimed my island in a way that has added like a degree of I guess like randomness and actual like naturalism back to a thing that I had like so carefully cultivated. You know, like I I went down and I made sure that there were only a certain amount of trees on my island. Like I wanted it to be to look like just dense enough that you could like feel like it was a natural place to be, but also there were like just few enough trees that you could like very easily weave between them and like still build stuff. Uh, like I, I I was very specific about how many trees there were and where I was planting planting flowers and then like what kinds of flowers I was planting where and now that I've now that I've left for a while and come back a lot of those flowers have like kind of overgrown and done whatever they wanted a lot of those weeds have grown back like new trees have planted or have sprouted like there's a lot of new stuff that is just completely random on the island and I kind of love it I, I'm, I'm it's bringing yeah. me back a little bit to my new leaf island because that was kind of how I let my new leaf island hang out as well without the weeds because the weeds were terrible in new leaf but yeah I don't know it's an amazing thing it's an amazing thing and and I think just to like circle back on our points from before but what I love about adding the deep sea diving and like adding more stuff to the museum and adding red the fox and adding like leaf they added leaf you know in the spring update that that he, he gives you uh shrubs and bushes and like different kinds of flowers that you didn't 
normally can't get on your island unless you're visiting somebody else's island. The thing about this game that I think is so great is that every piece of it can be somebody's favorite piece of the game, you know? And and in, yeah. in New Leaf, if collecting for the museum was your favorite piece of the game, like at a certain point that would just end, you know, you would like get all the fossils and then you'd be done or something. The idea that every piece of it can expand at any point, I think is great. Right. And and then on top of that, the idea that like, OK, even if you have all the furniture in the game at any point, inspiration might strike, as you were saying, and you might wipe out your whole island and like build something completely new. Like if that's your favorite part of the game, you will just kind of invent new things for yourself to do to to keep yourself busy and like keep you playing it forever essentially um so like those kinds of like self-imposed quests or missions or projects or whatever coupled with the fact that the team is constantly adding new things and updating uh the game and adding new mechanics and things like that like really just makes this game way greater than the sum of its parts and 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 like kind of elevates it to a level like far beyond where new leaf was because like you and i were talking about this recently uh when when the diving update came out but like as much as i love this game i definitely put it down faster than i put new leaf down and i was like kind of wondering why that was and then as soon as i added the diving stuff and i've been like back in it and and playing a lot more i i have no qualms about saying that this is like definitely the best animal crossing game again like it really it really is that and and i feel like it can only get better unless they bring egg day back and it's forever you know (laughs) (laughs) if they're like august means egg day too (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's the same thing and then I'm out, you know, but like, yeah, I don't know. I, I also think that like Egg Day, I'm sure they learned from Egg Day, you know, like it's the only oh, time yeah. I've ever seen them. Like how how often does Nintendo update a game and then need to release patch notes? That's like we have decreased the amount of this free thing that we gave you because you hated it so much, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. that never happens. So I, 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 I'm hopeful that future future events and updates will uh, be markedly different than egg day was at least i i I totally agree i mean and just thinking about what could be possible in autumn and winter is so exciting yeah and and i think like taking breaks i think really keeps this game alive ironically like i I think this game especially uh compared to previous animal crossing games doesn't punish you for not playing it yeah like uh if anything it it punishes you for playing it too much because your villagers like why are you still talking to me i want to go home (laughs) Uh, yeah that's true um so like i think that they seem conscious of the fact that like you know you might like when i first got it i played it a lot actively and then i kind of got into like a check-in for an hour a day and then i didn't play it for like i moved in april and like april and may i like kind of put it on the back burner a little bit and now yeah. i kind of fell back in a big way um and also it, it like i fall back because things are genuinely pulling me back right um like uh recently vivian uh one of my villagers asked to move she it was her second time asking to move and and i really loved her but i was like you know i'm i i'm at this point i'm like if i if you're not one of like the handful of villagers that like can never leave Berdo, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, I, I I'm more excited at the idea of like rotating the roster over time than like keeping everyone. So I uh, and then someone uh, on Twitter asked for her, so she got a good home. I was very happy. Oh, nice. That's great. Um, yeah. Uh, so that was cool. I'm glad that worked out. 
Also, in my house, in my diner, uh, the kitchen, I've made like a kind of like, you know, old diner vibe. And there are posters of all the villagers who have moved away that I've loved. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely, it definitely has a big like you've walked into a diner and there's the pictures of like all the famous New Jersey residents. The celebrities. Who visited and they signed the, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The audit, yeah. Like Don Rickles. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so. Um, so this morning, actually, I went uh, island hopping to find a new uh, villager to replace Vivian. And I actually, uh, after like five, oh, I had a campsite villager who was another bear who I'm like, there's only room in this island for one strange bear. If I had two, I think I would delete the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because I, I have Klaus, who is definitely my weird bear villager. But then then I have Ted, who is like very normal, which is fine. Like, I, I'm OK with yeah. having two bears because Klaus feels like like a class of his own, essentially. Tutu was the bear in my in my uh, campsite. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, she's she's cool. And like, again, if Berta wasn't there, I would have embraced Tutu with open arms. The thing about bears that's interesting is that they're the biggest, I think they're the biggest animal. So they kind of look like people in animal suits walking around. <laughs> so there's that kind of like mystery going on. It does kind of have a zipper energy, right? Yeah, exactly. Which is ironic because they're also cubs. And the cub on my island is Stitches, who is a stuffed teddy bear. He has oh, yeah. like, you yeah. know, like his design is like he's a bunch of fabric put together, which we discussed in an earlier episode where there's, a, you know, uh, one act with Bardo and Stitches about who's the real bear. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I went island hopping and I found the villager who I was actually I uh, last time I went island hopping, I was trying to find this villager. But I ended up finding Stitches and being like, oh, there's no way I can send out to Stitches. Like, yeah, join New Jersey. But this time I found them. It, it was this elephant named Dizzy, uh, who I love. And they have joined New Jersey. And I'm very excited. So stuff like that. It, it's fun to change up, like, who's living there. I mean, at a certain point, you know, like, what the personality archetypes are. But there's, like, just enough that's different. And, like, even just the, like, you know, like, uh... A friend of mine actually has uh, the the famous Raymond uh, cat on their island, right. and it was really surreal because Raymond's dialogue is very similar to Berto's because they're the same personality, but it is a totally different tenor when it's not coming uh, because- from a, a te- <laughs> Tinker Taylor Soldier spy bear. Because last time we visited Berto, he was wearing a Coachella T-shirt with like a <laughs> neck scarf, and he was hammering away at his desk, and his his I had given him. <laughs> gifts and he had purchased fish off me tenaciously enough that his whole house is like three fish stacked on top of each other in a corner and like no couch anymore and he was making golden flooring uh, as he walked in and you, you just so calmly said it's like he's losing it because yeah. well, the first time I ever visited him it looked like it, like I know I keep like harping on this but it really looked like like John Hurt's characters office in like a 1960s like british spy drama like when you walk in it really is just like kind of like a dark (laughs) like musty room that has like just a desk and like a nice chair and like a couch and some filing cabinets and you know that there's some clandestine shit happening in there for some reason he's just like like a turn of the century like like london businessman but now now when i walk in it's like the amount of stuff that he's just kind of placed around like he has fish tanks 
stacked on top of fish tanks. Uh, he had he had he had a sorcerer's hat in one corner that was facing That's the right. wrong way. It was facing the wall instead of like out towards the room. Like it's so. And then he was wearing the the like band concert T-shirt and just smacking his hammer against no pants. Yeah, no pants and smacking his hammer against against the desk. And it's like this is a completely different person than the last time I saw him. And and on one hand, like I was really weighing it on 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 the scales of justice because I was like, is this guy trying to lean into his island life? Right? Is he is he trying to shed his like this demeanor that he came to the island with and is trying to become a new person? He's trying to become a new bear, which is like like a compelling character arc. But this is not a character. This is a this is a real person with <laughs> real thoughts and feelings. And and you know he he's not. I know he's not programmed to have a character arc, which then means that he's losing it. <laughs> it means that the game is breaking around him and, and by keeping him on the island and every time he asks you to leave and you say no, <laughs> the, the code dissolves and eventually your island will delete itself. It'll be a black hole, a void, that, uh, a, a Berto-shaped void and, and you'll have to start new New Jersey at some point. <laughs> he ran up, I tweeted this picture, but he ran up to me at like midnight and just screamed, I love you and there was a scorpion like right behind him oh man i love him i just uh, i feel like it's remember in pokemon red and blue if you talk to the old man who teaches you how to how to catch pokemon and then you surf on the side of cinnabar island Masingo would show up <laughs> yeah but not even that like you would encounter like level 400 radicates like, yeah random shit like this glitches the, the coast of cinnabar island is, is polluted in some way it's a, it's I a feel weird like ocean. the longer you let Berto fester <laughs> the closer he becomes to becoming Masingno. <laughs> I can clone myself by just talking to him. <laughs> I have infinite gold nuggets, but now the Masingno is like so scary. Like it would change the music of the game like permanently. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. There was always uh, yeah. a shot that it would just erase your save file completely if you used it. Yeah. You talk to <laughs> You go into the resident services and Tom Nook is just a real raccoon like on the chair. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I was like, Ooh! It's like the real dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so scary. I, I am trying to be more conscious of like, because I used to just give gifts kind of wantonly, but like they sure do add them to their house's yeah. decor right away. Like I have plummeted the Happy House Academy scores of my neighbors <laughs> by just giving them like fleas and sorcerers hats. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them, they, they will buy it. They'll run up to me and they'll be like, can I buy this flea off of you? I'm like, I guess. Sure. Yeah. And then they, they end up like, it right putting on their it head. in place of their bed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Also, uh, they all call me Jet Setter now for some reason. Oh, that's fun. Because I, I never... I never say no because they they think of a nickname for you. It's randomly generated. Right. And I never say no to it, much to my dismay. Because the first <laughs> one was Rosebud, which was kind of weird. Oh, I love that. You know, Citizen Can't. Yeah, that was that was it was weird, but it was my favorite. Uh, the next one was Funky, uh, which I didn't really get. It didn't really land as well as I wanted it to. The third one was the worst. It was Sweetkins. <laughs> That's um, good. And then uh, now it's Jet Setter, which I don't quite know like what that means. Yeah. I think of Jet Set Radio, but that's like, I don't know yeah, what that I guess, implies. Yeah, uh, you're, you're traveling a lot. Mine is Rutabaga. <laughs> that's great. Which like I... I Maybe I'll, 
I don't feel any way about it. I just I just let rutabaga happen. Everybody, it's almost everyone on my island at this point who calls me rutabaga. Also, their their like catchphrase now is "get moving." That's what they say. Oh, that's great. Everyone says "get moving." Oh, that's like the cool uh, thing that's like sweeping the island. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, I think I just changed though because uh, Apple asks like, "What should I say instead of get moving?" And I just said "best." Like signing off emails, so now everyone ends their sentences with "best." Oh, uh, that's really good. Yeah, I. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. This this game continues to be incredible. I do get I do get yeah. where you're coming from though. Like I Hazel's house is filled with flowers that she's bought off me at this point. Yeah. Like just filled with them. There's like five or six flowers now, just kind of like strewn about her place. I do want to bring up one more thing about this game that I keep thinking about and I'm like Please. upset that it doesn't exist yet. I've I've actively pitched this to people. Like this is a thing that I've said, like, you should make this. I can't do it. I don't have the skill set to do this, but you should do this. I use and we've talked about this, maybe on the show, maybe not, but uh, um I use Nintendo games or just games where you can create a character and customize them in general uh, as a way to like just test out fashion ideas and just like clothes that I like. Uh, and and I've pretty much settled into a wardrobe that I really like in Animal Crossing. Like I, I'm very happy with it at the moment. And I and I have different outfits for different things and different days and just like how I'm feeling, whatever, and mixing and matching and stuff like that. I feel very good about the wardrobe that I've accumulated. And what I've always wanted is like a Twitter account or an Instagram account where somebody will find an object in Animal Crossing and then show you where to buy that thing in real life life like i want that so bad i i want so badly to just recreate my wardrobe animal crossing in real life and i know i mean that'd be awesome people have done that with isabel's outfit from new leaf where it's like oh my god it turns out that she only buys from gucci <laughs> and it's like <laughs> yeah yeah like an eight thousand dollar outfit was the isabel outfit from new leaf which is like wild but I know that's not the case for everything. I just think that that would be an amazing account. And like, I don't have the skill set to do it. I've pitched this to uh, coworkers of mine who are big cosplay people and like are in- embedded in the cosplay community. And their whole shtick is like, I can find you a screen accurate version of this shirt that this background character uh, wore in this one thirty second scene of this episode of this TV show that's been canceled. I can find you that shirt in like 15 minutes. You know, it's like. Please give me the Animal Crossing Twitter account of my dreams. I want nothing more than this. <laughs> Please tell me where I can get a cow skull and pacifier that matches you what I'm wearing me. in the game. <laughs> We're on the same level. I, feel like, I mean, honestly, there, I, I, I haven't consciously done that to the same degree, and I have worn a cow skull quite a bit. Um, <laughs> but I also like there are outfits that like there's a a shirt I'm wearing right now that's like a dark green shirt with like a floral kind of print on it that I really like that I would absolutely yeah. buy in real life. There's definitely a, a void for that. I think whoever can make that happen is is going to do very well. There's there's that's the thing, and like we could probably have a whole show about this but like the businesses that have uh been created around animal crossing yeah you know good and bad it's wild right, the like, people selling right literally for a real- <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like just okay don't here's a hot tip don't spend real money on raymond he'll eventually show up <laughs> like there's not that many yeah, just villagers. keep playing the video game yeah but uh yeah uh he has a like pendulum thing in his house the like the, oh yeah the balls that hit this yeah so you know Worth the five hundred dollars. Yeah, I forget um, what those are called. Like Newtonian somethings, something like that. Yeah, Newton's cradle. It is interesting how 
the first few villagers that move to your island like have a default house so like your first two villagers will always have the same house yeah like roughly as everyone else but then when you get to a certain point they'll have what's called uh, my friend said he told me this that what's called their real house where it's like there's a house tied to every villager that they would normally have because i was wondering about that because muffy lives on my island and she's like her whole vibe is very goth yeah and her house is like lisa frank like wooden block town <laughs> uh so I was like, this doesn't feel right but it's because she was like that's the house that you know, one of your two starting villagers gets. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, it, it's such a it's such a great game. And I think um I'm just excited for what's gonna come next. I think I think that's really the idea that we don't know what's on the God, what's on the horizon. But like, you know, actually <laughs> I'll also say uh, uh, it hit me as I walked into my top floor of this uh, of my of my house in Animal Crossing. I was like, I can't even remember when I lived in a tent. I take a lot of screenshots of this game and I just for fun like went back to like yeah because you can actually on your switch you can filter your screenshots by game and I just like went it was like a scrapbook like I went through like my whole memories like, of playing this game and awesome. I felt nostalgic for like three months ago where I'm like man like when I was in a tent and I could only see a third of this island and now I'm like you know making businesses on the coast like it's that that journey is really powerful like and, and it's unique to you you know that that's what's really special is like yeah totally e- even if you choose to leave the island as is like it's still gonna be like there's a sense of progression either actively or or kind of by you know in the background um yeah yeah it's great I, that's the thing whenever people tell me that they're getting this game my my advice to them you know they're always like oh is there anything i should know before i start and and the thing i always say is just like enjoy your first two weeks just like really really enjoy those first two weeks because they they're so meticulously planned out by the developers you know every single story beat and every single beat of those first two weeks are, are so well designed uh that you will have those kind of memories about them even like you yeah know, two more weeks after that you'll look back fondly on living in a tent and and uh that that first like cup of fruit juice that you drink with tom nook you know <laughs> oh, around yeah, the totally, bonfire totally. like it's such such a great game and that's why you and i hypothesize and I, again, don't know if this was on the show or not. You and I hypothesized that at some point an update might come out that'll allow you to reset your island or something. Like, okay, you can take all your villagers with you or something, but you can start fresh on a new place and, and just, like, have that experience again. Like, something like that. I, I would not be surprised if, if something yeah. like that popped up at some point. I mean, maybe they could do something that's, like, a dream suite, but it's, like, island creative mode where, like, you can have, like, a separate island to just, you know, yeah. manipulate in any way you want. That's not, like, your core... Like, that would be, that'd be a really big addition, but I, I can... I agree. I think there is a way to do that without like i actually got really nervous i was in the main menu and i hit the uh minus button by accident and then it cuts to like tom nook in the spotlight and he's like hello steven uh, <laughs> and he's, a real and he's like he's like this is it this is like where if you're a kid you probably want adults around because this is where like you can accidentally delete your game so i'm like he's that's where you can, you know, handle uh, data and other things like that. And yeah. I, I bounced real quick. But yeah, it was, it was, I, was I was not ready for that. Yeah. It was very alarming. That, yeah. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> that's, Steven. That's like Jim Carrey going through the, the wall at the end of Truman Show. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like yeah, exactly. unknown, <laughs> terrifying locale. Yeah. I don't know. I, I could just, I, I could see something like that existing because they, they put so much time into that, like, first two-week experience that it just seems... It seems like in a year, like I could see that being like the like one year anniversary update mm. is like, here's a way to get a new island or something. Um, I will say 
by the way, you mentioned you were island hopping to go find a new resident. I have found myself island hopping more and not because I'm looking for a resident. I just, I don't know what it is that has changed. Maybe nothing, honestly. Like, I don't think anything has really changed. But I have definitely found myself island hopping more just to experience like little tiny islands and just like kind of have a fun time away from New Oak for a bit. Because at the moment, uh, you know, there, there was the nightmare of, of Egg Day where even if you went to an island using a Nook Miles ticket, you would still get eggs anytime <laughs> you tried to do anything, which which is horrible. Yeah. The difference is during this like summertime uh, kind of season, when you go visit a new island, there's pretty much a guaranteed chance that you're going to get a summer shell, which is great. There are like these blue shells that are like, I guess, like the seasonal currency, weirdly, of Animal Crossing that you can use to craft uh, some like very specific items that you can get DIY recipes for. Um, but then you also get DIY recipes. And then also it's just kind of like a really small place to, I don't know, catch bugs and fish and stuff and it's I've been having a great time I also think the the Nook Miles Island like the randomly generated island music is so good it is it's really great uh, I, I don't know why but I, I have found myself spending my Nook Miles on Nook Miles tickets and just like hanging out on randomly generated islands recently which has been fun yeah I've been having a good time I mean I, I agree that's also where I harvest most of my resources because I don't really like doing it on my own island yeah. for whatever reason yeah same exactly um, yeah but if you ever want to escape all of your villagers singing KK Ska uh, you can fly to you know a new uh, a, a nook miles island yeah i did wake up this morning and turn the game on and immediately as soon as i walked outside my door ted was exercising in front of my front door <laughs> which was bizarre it was like the especially just given the amount of distance he needs to travel to get from his cabin way out in the back <laughs> yeah. of the woods to my house it is literally like as far as you can go diagonally across the island it's like oh hey what a coincidence <laughs> I, I do think it's fun how like there seems to be some type of in-game stat of like how good the characters are at lifting weights because like the jocks yes. are just like you know pumping iron and then anyone else is like sweating for one it's very cute yeah yeah good game uh animal crossing <laughs> 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 want to move on to the next uh the next part of the episode uh sure let's do that cool but yeah i uh i look forward to doing these more i mean i i, I think um this like weird like sub series of the show will will definitely continue as the game does. So yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah, dear listener, <laughs> this is the end. We're actually done. We're done talking for this week. Uh, we have a bunch of stuff we want to talk about next week, which is exciting. Steven's been playing The World Ends with You on the Nintendo Switch. Yes, I have. Uh, which I'm very excited to hear about. It's a game I, I have always wanted to check out and never have. Um, and it's on sale on Switch. So maybe I'll pick it up. I don't know. I'm playing too much other stuff. I. I'm overloaded with games. I'm I can't busy. get another one. Uh, um, I think anyway, you would I, like it, but yeah. It's a good you think time. so? I think so. I think um, I'll say this. I, I have not played the original, and that's a game that is very specifically designed to be on the DS. Yeah. Um, but uh, having not played the original, it, it plays really well. Ironically, it plays really well with the uh, Joy-Con motion controls. They oh. kind of have changed some things to make it like you can either play handheld with a touchscreen or you can play like with one Joy-Con and, and like move around the screen with like a motion interesting sensor. and that weirdly enough is like the way to play it on switch um whoa i had no idea yeah so uh i i've done both and i and i i can safely say that the motion control is weirdly better okay <laughs> well that's um, a fun tease for maybe next week's tease. episode yeah um uh, if nothing else the soundtrack is incredible so like uh oh, yeah even if you don't want to play the game like just listen to the soundtrack it's so good yeah 
Okay. Anyway, I guess like all that said, uh, thanks to everybody who <laughs> listens to the show always, uh, especially this episode. I don't know why especially this episode, but especially this episode. If you want to find us on the internet, you can go to intothecast.online. That's where you can find links to Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, uh, and our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash intothecast. Uh, the names of all the patrons will be in the list below or sorry the show notes below uh you can find yourselves there i guess let us know actually if you're in the discord or i don't know via twitter or something like that i erased all the last names from the list when i published those over the past couple episodes i don't know if i should have done that or not or if you care i just thought it might be nice for privacy reasons and also if you ever google yourself you won't show up in the show notes of our podcast instead of like your own website or something that you want to actually drive people to i don't know that seems like the right thing to do but whatever uh yeah cool so i guess that's kind of it is there anything else you know i i think having all our social links on on that one website and having the patrons in the show notes like cuts our outro down by like seven eighths so yeah. we're always like is that it yeah it feels I, weird <laughs> the first is we're like we got a, a linkedin we got a, a zanga <laughs> um yeah. So, but yeah, that that is it. But yeah, I mean, it, as always, just thank you so much for listening. I I think um, this has been a, a really, you know, we're still early and on in season three. That like that's still like the freshness of that is still with me. We we just finished doing a lot of really long episodes, which have been you know really fun to make. But I think it's it's nice that we're getting back into sort of more of a normal rhythm with like the new season because we kind of had we had like season two finale, season three intro, and Last of Us Part Two bonus like all at once. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's nice to kind of find like a more familiar routine back. But as always, you know, we'll we'll be doing our bonus episodes once a month still not sure what this one's going to be but we'll keep you posted yeah um, i do want to give a big shout out to our producer and editor aj yes for like yes. absolutely crushing the edit on that last of us bonus um yeah. which like between adding his own voice ha- having a third audio track to need to deal with uh, but also that was the longest one session recording we've ever done for the show. Oh, yeah. Like we've had longer episodes than the last of us bonus. Uh, but that was the longest we've ever like sat in our own chairs and recorded straight before. Um, yeah. so the fact that we did that on that Sunday and then he turned it around by Tuesday night was like an actual miracle. Uh, so big shout out to AJ for doing yeah. that. Yeah. Really, totally. really wild. Thank you, AJ. Um, yeah, cool. Okay. Well, I'm done then. Uh, thanks so much, <laughs> dear listeners. I'm done. Um, hey, if you, if you, uh, like the show, the best way you can help it grow is to share it with a friend. That's kind of the the biggest thing, I guess, because uh, I've never found a podcast on Twitter.com and then clicked on the link and subscribed to it before. Um, I've only really found podcasts through the recommendations of friends. So that's definitely the best way to help it grow if you want. Uh, and if you don't want, you can just keep listening. And that's also fine. Um, anyway, yeah. my name is Brendan Bigley. You can find me on the Internet at Brendan Bigley. I'm Stephen Hilger. You can find me at Stephen Hilger. Have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Fortnite. TWG, the worst garbage dot online.